Hi, hello and welcome to the show Who Am I? A journey into the mindset of success looking at uh, different special guests every week and their mindset and mental health towards success. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum assalam. How are you sir? I'm good, thank you. Good, good, good. Okay, good. I'm going to do a little bit of an introduction of who you are, but I think most of our listeners will know who you are. But um, today I have uh, uh, Dr. Jakir Khan, Director CSR and Community Relations of the Canary Wharf Group, also Chairman of the Sporting Foundation and Ambassador to the West Ham United FC. I didn't know that, see? and founder of the 101 Club. That's a, a, a few of the things that you've done. Um, yeah. But also, you have been awarded Freeman of the City of London in 2018 and an honorary doctorate by mm-hmm. University of East London in 2021 for your long-lasting services to community regeneration and development. What an accolade, sir you have. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, so um, this show is uh, a little bit about, uh, um, the show is called Who Am I? Um, uh, it, why I wanted to start it is because uh, a lot of people in our community and the wider community um, will not have access to people like yourself and do want to ask the questions that we all want to ask of like, you know, how do you what is your mindset to who you are and how do you get to who you are? And like, uh, not even the youth, even uh, people like myself who want to achieve goals in life and how do we achieve these goals? So what I wanted to start off with is a little bit about your background, like, you know, where you grew up and, you know, um, how you kind of, what your environment was like growing up and stuff like that. So let's start on that. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so who am I? Yeah. Um, so, I came to UK uh, at the age of four uh, with okay. my parents and my yeah. elder elder brother. Yeah. Um, so I think uh, if I I don't really remember <laughs> clearly, but from what I've been told by my mother that um, we came. Initially uh, to Birmingham. Oh well. Okay. We, we arrived in Birmingham. Uh, my father used to work in a factory in Birmingham. Yeah. And we used to share uh, a house with other families. Wow. You know, yeah. uh, can I just stop you on that straight away? Yeah. Because a lot of us have that same background, and we don't realize how many of us started off that. Well, way. absolutely, and I think you know, I, I, you know, some people feel embarrassed or they feel ashamed to talk yeah. about their past and i think this is very sad because you should never forget your roots uh, yeah you should never forget where you come from you should never forget the struggles you've been through yeah oh yeah but that's that that's what makes you who you are today oh yeah 100 yeah? so uh, what you just said so exactly the same thing my grandfather came to this country and he brought my dad over and uh, my dad obviously got married in Bangladesh. And then when I came over when I was four years old and, oh, okay. I, and we lived in a flat with another family. 
uh, yeah. when we first came over and that was in Birmingham. So I've never asked you that question and it's amazing that we don't talk about these things. We don't, do we? Because we, we actually, unfortunately, you know, the environment or the occasions that we meet, Yeah, uh, it's all formal and it's... Uh, or it's events or celebrations. Yeah. So you don't get the chance to speak to someone yeah. um, about their personal, you know, yeah. life yeah, or yeah. the past and so on. Yeah. Yeah. So Birmingham was our first arrival, uh, city of arrival. Um, and then within six months, we actually moved three times due oh, to okay. my, my father's employment. Yeah. Right. So he changed jobs. So from Birmingham, we went to Warsaw. Yeah. From Warsaw, Warsaw, we came back to Birmingham. Yeah. And then from Birmingham, we moved to London. Okay. So and how old are you when you moved to London? How old? Uh, probably, like I said, within six months. Oh, okay. Within six All months right. arriving to UK. Okay. So, but in London, again, you know, uh, we never had a permanent resident. We actually came and um, we stayed with one of my cousins, um, my um, my aunt. Okay. Yeah. With her family um, in Brick Lane. Okay. <laughs> in Brick Lane. So yeah, for a good, a good a few months. And then what happened was, and this is something, you know, that really um, gives me the motivation and inspires me to do what I'm doing is yeah. after that, because we, uh, by then my, my brother was born, my younger brother, immediate younger than me. So he was a baby, and me and my older brother, so three of us, my parents, obviously it wasn't ideal to stay in someone else's house, sharing yeah. their house. And, you know, the other thing is, um, no matter how hospitable someone is, there's only, only, only so much they can all give you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you yeah, need to yeah. Move on. so at that time, we had no place to go. So some people gave my father advice to... Uh, to squat. Okay. So he actually, with the help of other people, um, squatted into a flat in Brick Lane. Wow. Um, and we stayed there for about another probably four or five months. Yeah. Yeah. And one day when I came back from school, yeah, I found my mom sitting outside on the balcony with my baby brother, with all our, whatever furniture we had at the time, and the door was locked and blocked wow. by the council. Wow. So can you imagine my mom, who's just arrived in UK less than six, seven months, yeah. speaks no word of English, yeah. with a baby and sitting on the balcony of the uh, block, from say about 10 o'clock in the morning until 3.30 when we came home. Wow. Yeah. Um, so my father was at, was at work. So at that time you had no telephone, no communication. Yeah. So he was unaware that this was going on. Yeah. So when he arrived from work, which is about six, seven o'clock, he found us standing on the balcony. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah? yeah. So yeah. now that has stayed with me all, and will stay with me all my life. And that probably gives you the motivation. It does. It does. To get, it to get up every morning and do what you do. Do what I do, you know? Yeah. Um, so 
This this was like my our first experience of arriving in UK and you know social housing and yeah and the bureaucracy and so on. Anyway, yeah. so that's basically how I started when I came yeah. to UK and oh, then we were ho- made homeless. Then yeah. we were we were given temporary accommodation, and yeah. then in 1978, yeah, 1978, we were given our first council um property, property yeah uh, which was in Wapping Wapping in okay. Tower Hamlets so okay. at that time in Wapping in 1978 if you could imagine we were probably the only two or three Bangladeshi families in the entire Wapping area wow okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so <laughs> and the Problems and the issues that we faced on a day-to-day basis was horrendous. Yeah, yeah. Horrendous. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now imagine this. Imagine this. You're sitting in your house. You feel you're safe. You're secure, and then a brick comes through your window. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah? No, I I remember it well. The National Front was so big in the 80s. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So. Yeah. And then we got so used to this incident that we used to be ready and prepared between a certain time that something's going to come through the window. Wow. Yeah. So as a family, we used to all stand in a corner or stand in another room until that time passed away where something came through the window or someone kicked our door or something will happen. Yeah. And we were expecting it. Now, how... Sad is that, that a family, human beings, have to go through this kind of torment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the sad part was, even then, the sad part was the authorities never took this seriously. Yeah, yeah. The authorities saw this as just, you know, young people messing around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I Uh, I just want to interrupt you quickly there. Um, So... I look at you and I think Dr. Jakir Khan, Canary Wharf, the accolades that you have, oh, you must have had some sort of great educational background, some sort of great upbringing, but we don't realize. So I've just realized something that you've touched with me that we have had such a similar upbringing. So we used to get, uh, I used to catch the bus to school uh, yeah. it was about five miles away uh, from our house and this was during secondary school and every day we used to tie our shoelaces up tie our rucksacks up because yeah. as soon as we got off the bus we used to get chased by the national front yeah with with the glass do you remember the glass milk bottles that were left yeah, outside yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah so we had to face that for a number of years and we just got used to it it was part of childhood and part of life and we didn't look at it any different as like oh and and, and we just accepted it and it's so sad that we accepted it you know? I, mean, I mean the reason we accepted at that time because we were none the wiser we didn't know what to do did we Right, we don't know. Yeah. Who, we don't know who to go to. We don't know yeah. who was there to support us. Yeah. We didn't know what what was our rights if we had any. Yeah. 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 So, and also because our parents, unfortunately, you know, because of their lack of um, yeah. English or lack of communication, you know, low self esteem, yeah. and 
you you we saw that when we were growing yeah. up yeah yeah so that yeah. that unfortunately didn't give us the confidence to stand up and fight yeah. because we didn't know how to at that time yeah yeah, yeah that's right yeah yeah um so i think uh so whopping was a great experience for for us as a family to grow up in yeah um and i used to walk from whopping um during this during my secondary school from whopping to stepney to go to john cass school which is about 3 miles walk okay yeah yeah so imagine 3 miles or every more than 3 miles i think every day there and back yeah yeah um even then every day coming from school you knew someone's going to punch you someone's going to kick you um you knew someone's going to throw something at you so it's like it just became um acceptable yeah the norm the norm yeah it became norm and looking back now thinking wow we actually went through this we lived through this yeah and we we just took it as normal can you imagine yeah. this happening yeah. now yeah 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 no yeah yeah so what was your uh, secondary school like obviously i think a secondary school kind of shapes you a little bit but doesn't prepare you for life at all <laughs> well even even a secondary school experience was again quite daunting because um when we year 1 when we first uh joined the school out of uh, 900 students there's only about 20 of us that were bangladeshi yeah Yeah so imagine again out of 900 20 people are from the Bengali community um and we are not again we were in different classes not in the same class yeah so we split up in different classes and yeah. John Cat was uh, notorious for skinheads yeah at yeah, the time yeah. yeah, yeah. notorious so the other experience i remember quite clearly is that between year 1 to year 3 we cannot remember, remember using the school toilet facilities okay yeah so imagine 3 years in the school we never used the toilet facilities because we were too scared to go into the toilet wow yeah wow. yeah now during the break time during break time all we used to do was stand outside the head teacher's room wow the corridor yeah and even the teachers at that time did not take any interest uh, why this is happening to us wow yeah so yes absolutely those who got to know me last a few years or even last 10 10 15 years yeah. have known me as zakir khan kenary wolf group zakir yeah. khan west ham yeah. zakir khan yeah. this whatever yeah yeah but you know i i never had the privilege uh, of you know a, a comfortable or yeah uh, upbringing or you know yeah. not, and i think most people my age or slightly younger than me as you said yourself yeah you yeah. can relate to this most people apart from one or two have been through similar experiences during you know the young age in uk um but even then i would say even those who are privileged even those who had you know their parents were wealthy whatever they might have a big house they might live in a bigger house or had a, even their father probably drove a car but the experiences they must have went through similar in terms of 
you know, the taunting, the name calling, the physical abuse. That I, I you know, I'd be very surprised if anyone says, "Oh, no, we never been into." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you hear? Sorry, me? sorry, on, sorry. Yeah. I think yeah, I think the line cut off there for some reason. So sorry. Yeah, carry on. Yeah. Yeah. So um, after year three, that's when more Bangladeshi students started joining. Uh, more family families started coming into UK into Thai Hamlets. Um, this is in the eighties. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we became a bit more confident in our approach you know we became uh, we mobilized uh, and we then at that time i think we realized that hold on we're not going to be pushovers anymore yeah you know we need to fight back we have the numbers now um why should we be treated uh like second class citizens yeah yeah? Yeah, yeah yeah and we did fight back from year yeah. three, we fought back, and yeah. we fought back very hard, actually, yeah. um, to get that respect that we deserve. Yeah. 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 Um, so after year three, year four, year five, we kind of dominated the school. Yeah. We took over in terms of, <laughs> you know, our yeah. presence, in terms of you know our um, stance. Yeah? yeah. So we were the uh, people to go to yeah. from year four and five. Yeah, yeah. And that's when our mindset changed. That's when our confidence changed. That's when we realized that we have the ability, we have what it takes to challenge people. You know, we have what it takes to make something of ourselves. And that's when we decided to work together as as a group, as a community, to fight for our rights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, it, it, it was such a challenging time. So we faced exactly the same thing. But when we got into trouble, then it was our parents didn't understand what we were going through. Yeah, like, of, course. of course. Yeah, and, you know, when the school got involved or the police got involved, you know, because all we were doing was fighting for, just to be alive, if you know what I mean, just to survive. <laughs> our, our our fighting was more about self defense. Yeah, yeah. Rather yeah. than going out there looking for fights. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, the yeah. sad thing, the sad thing was, while we were self defending ourselves, our community, our families, we were the ones who were getting arrested. Yes, yes. For yes. <laughs> for so you know for protecting yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Well, that's that's why I got moved to Cambridge from Birmingham <laughs> for, for defending for defending ourselves. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, this is um, this is something that I I sometimes find quite frustrating when we speak to young people nowadays. Yeah, yeah. who thank God who have never had to experience those yeah. kind of extreme. You know, to your face, racism, yeah. physical abuse, torture, yeah? Yeah, yeah. And what frustrates me is that when we say to these young people, this is what we had to go through, they just laugh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, think, yeah they think we're yeah. just telling fibs. 
yeah, 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 that's right, yeah. So what was your turning point, do you think, in terms of, uh, okay. like, you've, you've, you've kind of maybe left secondary school now and you're thinking, like, when I left, when I was doing my GCSEs or whatever, I was still lost in what I wanted to do for my future, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, where I wanted to go, how I wanted to achieve. But there was a turning point in my life, I think about 17, uh, when I left school and, and, I, and I felt a bit lost and I felt a bit kind of, you know, what do I do with my life? Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I remember clearly that I put something in my head to say that I am going to achieve what I want to achieve and I will make it there. And I remember that clearly in my head. And I, I, I'm looking into the subconscious mind a lot and whatever we put into our subconscious mind, that's the way we travel in life. Yeah. Yeah, 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 so yeah. what was your turning point, do you think, that thought, like, this is okay. where I want to be, you know? So Okay, so let me just tell you quickly. So um, during the secondary school, mm. obviously this, it was a time of when we were growing up, we are, you know... Um, we started to understand um, life and um, the luxuries of life and what we don't have when we see other people having, yeah. you know, nice trainers or nice, uh, you know, remember in those days was Sergio, <laughs> Sergio Tashini's yes, Pringles, Pringles <laughs> and Rexman. Do you remember all those days? Yes, <laughs> yes, 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 yes. So and obviously... You're touching okay. my heart when you say these things. Yeah, I mean, it's true, it, though, isn't it? It's true. Yeah, so, yeah. so in those days, you know, we were in a, in a position as a family, or my parents were not in a position to actually give us those yeah. branded clothes yeah. or, you know, luxuries. So we used to feel, well, you know, what can we do to at least achieve or buy some branded, you know, um, clothing that we can wear and that we, you know, that'll make you feel good. So from a very young age, very young age, I started working part-time in, you know, the um, garment trade, leather, yeah. leather factory. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Now, obviously in, in the 80s, um, Brick Lane was well known for yeah. leather factories. And yeah, so we used to yeah. work after school Instead of going home, we used to go straight to a factory. Yeah. 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 And do some part time work. And yeah. <laughs> I remember I used to get 50p an hour. Wow. wow. 50 pence an hour. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and now that kind of hindered my educational prospects because I used to spend more time working in those factories after school than studying. Yeah. Because at that time, I felt that I needed to earn some money to be part of the the group or, you know, the people that I am hanging around with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Some, some of my friends um, very, were very fortunate, even back in those days. Their father, fathers were factory owners or restaurant owners, even then. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they were, you know, they were privileged. They used to wear nice clothes. They used to buy new trainers, and you used to feel left out, you know. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. I know the feeling so much, and Jackie, but I can't even understand why I haven't spoke to you about this before. Like, yeah. obviously, we've, we've not met met in the right circumstances. I remember. Well, that's the thing. That, that, yeah. That's. The, yeah. Had we not spoken today, had this interview, yeah. Yeah. I would have never, never, ever yeah. uh, thought or envisaged that you went through similar experiences. Yeah, yeah, it's inspiring to me. Like I remember when I was about sixteen, and exactly the same process. I used to look at the other kids and their clothes and their trainers, and you know, we had exactly the same situation. And to this day, I still can smell and feel the same. That my dad bought me a pair of Reeboks, and <laughs> I, I I slept with them. Because oh, I, I had I had never had anything like that in my life, <laughs> and you, you, you know what I mean. <laughs> Absolutely, I know exactly what you mean. Because yeah. after my you know after my first earnings, obviously, mm. um, I bought a pair of Adidas Gazelles. Wow! Yeah, you remember Gazelles? Yeah, I'll tell Adidas you. Maybe does it? Yeah. So I I never ever got those and I bought those last year Adidas Gazelles. I bought those last year and yeah. I, the only reason I bought them was because I could never ever imagine myself in my childhood to afford something like that. And I and That's I wear it. them to and I wear them today. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. it's a bit, you know. So the Gazelles were my first branded, you know, yeah, footwear. Yeah. yeah, and I was so. So proud, yeah. So yeah. proud, but I was also scared that you know, if I my father it. found out how much I spent, yeah, and buying those gazelles, or <laughs> what if they get nicked or someone takes them yeah. off me, you yeah. Know? yeah, yeah. So all these things to go through your mind. Anyway, so then what happened was there was a lot of pressure at home because um, my father was you know, a very simple person who yeah. came, came to UK. Uh, from the village, yeah. you know, he was he was an educated person, so he came with a very simple, clear mindset that was to make some money, um, and to send home because he had a big family back back home, Bangladesh. Yeah. yeah. So most of his earnings, again, I don't know if you look back now, maybe we yeah. exactly say, the same, exactly yeah. the same, and uh, I think many of our families in our community are exactly the same. You yeah, know, so uh, their pr- priority was sending back home to their extended families. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Rather than their families here. Okay. Yeah. Now, obviously, like I said, we can look at it in two ways. One is, oh, they've neglected us or they didn't really care much about us, but they cared about. Or you can look at it in a positive way. It was like your father, your parents were very caring people. Yes. They're very loving people because they loved people. That's why they gave priority to other people who couldn't come here. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, yeah. So I still live through that to this day. So yeah. the way I think about it is my uncle came to this, my grandfather brought my uncle to this country um, in the 70s and he didn't like the winter. And yeah. He went back and then he said to my grandfather, oh, basically send my dad because he didn't like the weather here. He didn't like the cold. He didn't like right, the right, right, okay. I think to myself, that flip of coin changed our whole life. Imagine yeah. if my father stayed in Bangladesh. Yeah. We, we would have been the family 
that my uncle had to support. But Absolutely. It's, Absolutely. It's, it's the other way around. So, I, you know, to be grateful for where we are and who yeah. we are, and no matter how, like, it, it's not about money, it's about exactly be, being where we are today. Is, is, and so we you still know, live what, that life here. Yeah, you know what you just said is very true because I used to live with this um, um, anger or, you know, with this mindset that my father never done anything for me. Yes. Yeah. Or he, could, he never done as much as he could yes. for us. Yeah? Yes. And then I think, hold on, I, are you not being selfish here? Yeah. Because your father, had he not brought you to this country... Because you you came to this country, you were given opportunities to make something of yourself. Yeah. yeah. Now, how can you then say that your father hadn't done anything for you? Yes. yes. Do you understand? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. You know. So yes, we should all. You know, I, I'm now obviously you know I've got children; they're all grown up. Mm. I want to see my son, my daughter succeed and be successful in life. Of course, yeah. I do. Yeah. But that doesn't mean to say that I forget my life. Yes. yes. Yeah? Yeah. Um, anyway, so going back to where are we? We were, um, yeah. Um, so yeah. my father was very adamant that he wanted us to leave school early and start working full time. Okay. Yeah. Um, so he was quite persuasive. He wanted me to go to a restaurant. Right. Um so my elder brother, he, by then, he left school and he started working in a factory. Right. Yeah. Uh, so he wanted, my, bro, my, uh, my father wanted me to go to a restaurant, which I did. Yeah. I worked in that restaurant for two weeks. Okay. And I realized this is not for me. Okay, yeah. This isn't me. Yeah. So... I kind of rebelled against my father. Yeah. And I said, nope, I'm not going to work in a restaurant. Sorry. I don't think this is what I want to do in my life. Yeah. Um, I went back to school to my form tutor, who I remember very clearly, Mrs. Anthony. Right. Yeah. You know, some teachers stays with you all your life. You know, you just yeah, remember them and their advice yeah. and their support. Yeah. Yeah. So I went back to Miss Anthony, who was an American teacher. And I said to her, look, I think I made a mistake. Uh, I left school. I went to work in a restaurant. I don't, I'm not enjoying what I'm doing. Um, I want to come back to study. Okay. And Miss Anthony said to me, very, very clearly, I remember, she said to me, Zakir, I told you, I told you that you are a person who can work, who has the ability to do something for his community. So even from that age, so that's where Even you, from that age, yeah. he said to me, you are someone who can do something for his community, so don't waste what you have. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But she took me back on onto this vocational training course called Community Care. Okay. This was in the late 80s. Yeah. So community care was a vocational training I'd done for two years. Okay. That gave me the insight to what is community work. Okay. Why do we need to do community work? How does it benefit community? Yeah. Yep. 
After that, I then pursued my career into youth work. Okay. So I went and done my youth work certificate. Right. Okay. Yeah. Youth youth and development training course. Then I got part time work with uh, local community centres as youth worker. I got part time work with London Borough, Tower Hamlets, Southwark Council, Lambeth, Westminster, and these were like part time. I'm talking about like a couple of hours. Yeah. Here, a couple of hours there. They were, now, even then, I was I was under so much pressure at home because. My father was still very displeased with me. Okay, yeah. <laughs> because, because I tell you why. Because his thinking was, you know, Mr. Jomshed Ali's son who lives next door is earning £250 a week. Yes. As a chef. Yes. But you are doing one hour here, one hour there. You're earning £200 a month. Okay, yes. So how, you know, do you understand? I, yeah, I, yeah. I can see from his perspective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see to you, right? What are you doing? Yeah. You know, I need money to send back home. And you're, yeah. getting, you're not even earning £200 a month. Yeah. How am I supposed to support, you know? Anyway, so my brother, who now, I mean, see, my I took inspiration from my elder brother. Yeah. Now, my elder brother, Dilwar Khan, he is the director of London Muslim Center. Okay, yeah. Right? Now, Dilwar, yeah. but my brother, again, like I said, he left school very early due yeah. to pressure again. Yeah? Yeah. He yeah. started working in factories, restaurants, and so on. But then he also decided to come back because okay. he also felt there was more for him to offer. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. Now, he came back to study. He'd done his degree in accounting and so on. And now look where he is. He is the director of the London Muslim Center, East London Mosque. Wow. Yeah. Yep. This yep. Was director stroke CEO. Yeah. Yeah. Now, yeah. He's probably the most well known, most popular Bangladeshi person in our Bengali community. Yeah. 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 And most yeah. respected as well. Yeah. 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 Now, I took inspiration from him. Yeah. Because he went through the struggle. He basically lived through uh, deprivation, yeah? yeah? He lived through all these um, situations and I saw how he fought back. Yeah. And I, I saw how he tried to explain to my father that, no, leave him alone. If he wants to study again, if he wants to do this work, let him do it. Yeah, yeah. Don't put pressure him. Yeah. Yeah. So he gave me that space that yeah. I needed. Of course, it was very frustrating for me as well because I wasn't earning, I was earning hardly any. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. you wasn't an income really because look, £250 a month. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Doing part time work. Anyway, yeah. so that basically was the turning point when I decided that I wanted to come back to study. I wanted to do something that I enjoyed and that where I could make a difference. Yeah. Um, and then we had many issues in Tara Hamlet in East London with racism. Uh, we had people being attacked, people um, by racists and so on. And I somehow got roped into 
becoming a youth leader. Right, okay. Like a young voice, young leader, where I was elected to go and speak on behalf of young people at events, at rallies, at campaigns. Um, I was invited to go and speak at the National Police Federation Conference okay. in Manchester. Uh, and I was 18. <laughs> oh, wow. wow. <laughs> and imagine speaking in front of four, five hundred senior police officers talking about your struggles, talking about the issues you face in East London as a young Bangladeshi. Yeah. And what needs to be done? How, 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 we, how can we address these issues? Why is there so much tension between the police and young Bangladeshis? So even from a very young age, I was deeply involved. Yeah, in representing my community. Yeah, yeah. So I, I just want to touch a bit on that. Like, you know, somebody for, you know, say our younger listeners or even, you know, people of our age or whatever, you have to kind of, for the younger listeners, I think is you have to create your opportunities somehow, isn't it? So you have to, Kind of like, so for myself, I look at myself today and I think to myself, like, if I sit at home and uh, think that I'm going to be somewhere or be something, uh, it's not going to, you have to create those opportunities. And when you start opening doors, other doors open, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. Listen, one thing I don't like doing, yeah, this is my motto is I don't like criticizing other people. You know, yeah. Right. The reason I don't is because if I'm going to sit at home and criticize you for what you've done, yeah. at least you're trying to do something. Yeah yeah, yeah? yeah. yeah. If I think I can do better than you, then I should go and do it myself. Oh, 100%. 100%. And not criticize you for what you're yeah. doing. So yeah. this is me, basically. You know, like, for example, a lot of people say, oh, this counselor is this, or this counselor from our community can't speak English, or he can't. Well, I said, well, why don't you do it then? A hundred percent. What are you? You don't do it. Don't criticize yeah. this person. Yeah. 100%. At least you've taken the time and you know whatever uh, to become a counselor. Yeah, a hundred percent. A hundred percent agree. Yeah. Yeah. So um, um, so after the youth work, yeah, I landed my first full-time job as a victim support officer. Victim support. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. For victims of racial harassment. Okay. So can you imagine, you know, yeah. I was basically working with people who are being harassed or victims of harassment, racial harassment, entire hamlets, and I was representing them as a caseworker, as an advisor. Um, and I think I was only 21. Wow. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. So I, even then, I was actually representing or accompanying victims to, you know, magistrates court, police stations, taking interviews, interpreting for people, going to a hospital, filling in compensation forms at that age. Wow. Yeah. My son is 23 now. If I give yeah. him a form to fill in, he's a graduate, he'll still give it back to me. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so that gave me so much experience in terms of dealing with people mm. um oh yeah the other thing i forgot I, oh, yeah. I, I, I can't remember how i can't believe i forgot this 
another life experience I've had. Yeah. That's given me so much confidence in dealing yeah. with people, interacting with people is I actually w- worked or had my own market store. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. I used yeah. to have I used to have a store in Petticoat Lane. Oh wow. Okay. <laughs> But can you imagine me being a Bangladeshi in the 90s? Yeah. Yeah. Running my own store, a menswear, yeah. it was a menswear store. Yeah, yeah. In Petticoat Lane amongst white people. Yeah. And there I was, a young person talking to customers on a daily basis, white people, people from all different nationalities, trying to sell my products. Yeah, so imagine the confidence I gained from that. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. Yes. I done that for a good number about three years. Okay, yeah. Three years I done this. Anyway, so this was all between the age of 17 to 21. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. after uh, victim support, I decided to change career and I I applied for a job for at Tarhamis Council for a team leader post for the career service. Right, okay. Yeah. Now I had no experience of careers <laughs> advice. Yeah. Or careers so what, guidance. Like what gives you the confidence that even though you you knew that like I don't have experience in this, but what gave you that confidence to think what, get, well, what I, gave, I can do it? <laughs> yeah, what gave me confidence because the role I applied for was the managerial role. Yeah. Right. It was a team leader. So it was you you were your your role was to lead a team of advisors yeah so yeah. my role was to manage to supervise yeah? yeah to coordinate yeah so i knew that that's something i can do yeah. and i knew that if i if i get shortlisted i have the confidence to convince the panel that i am the right person for this job right yeah? okay so when yeah. i did get shortlisted <laughs> uh and i was asked this question by the panel that you know we shortlisted you because we've seen in your cv or your personal statement that you like managing people or you like managing projects but you don't have the experience of managing careers advisors do you yeah and i said no i don't but i also read that the job also would give me the opportunity to get qualified as a careers advisor Yeah. during while i'm doing the job so if i'm here to manage people if i'm here to supervise manage individuals at the same time i could also um upgrade my qualifications and i also get um experience in advising people in careers guidance then i think it's a win-win situation because i'm happy to manage the center at the same time get qualified and become an advisor myself yeah yeah and they said fine we will agree we agree <laughs> oh, wow so, so i yeah. i was managing at the age of 24 yeah at the age of 24 i was managing people who were 35 40 oh wow oh wow oh wow but like you know like okay between the ages of tw- seven, like 18 and 24 what was going through your head to say i i can do this i can do this at any point i i can like you know go and manage 
be a team leader. I can do this. Like, can you remember? Like, but, but that's the thing. Like I said to you, it's all the experiences of life during those years. Yeah, of becoming yeah. a market trader, dealing with people yeah. every day, talking to yeah. difficult customers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, facing issues that an unexpected issue that I had to solve. Yeah. Right? yeah. Um, negotiating with market officers, yeah. you know, council officers, to give me a good pitch. Give me a good yeah. sight. Do you understand? Yeah. Yeah, All yeah. this has given me the confidence where I never felt shy or embarrassed to stand up and speak to people or to address people in any room or any any scenario. So I just felt natural. Naturally, I felt that I can, you know, even the way I used to look at things even now is if you don't try, you don't get. Yeah. 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 So even if I if I'm not successful, at least I'm, I'm gaining another experience. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So, go, so, someone, go to, so yeah. So if someone I go to lacks that confidence. Sorry. If I if I go to an interview tomorrow, yeah. For a job that I have no experience whatsoever. Yeah. yeah and I get asked questions I have no clue. Yeah. Right? Yes, I won't get the job, but I know how to prepare myself for a similar job next time. Yeah. 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 I know yeah. what questions might come up. Yeah. I know what I need to research. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I, I I don't see it's a bad thing when people say, oh, I, I don't think I can get that job. So? Yeah, so it what? Doesn't yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah, yeah. Get that yeah, experience yeah. under your belt. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway. So, yeah. so somebody, somebody who kind of, say, lacks that confidence um, in terms of, like, so... I speak about this a lot with a lot of people is in our community, a lot of the biggest things that we face are the fear of failure mm. and the fear of other people's opinions. So we don't do a lot of things because we, we think we're going to fail at it. Yeah. And then we don't do a lot of things is because everyone's going to say, oh, that's only, you know, he went there and tried to do this and, you know look where he is now it it doesn't matter is it so like you know like why can't the average person get that around their head that it doesn't matter do you know what i mean how to... <laughs> yeah 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 i think the, the other thing is which is also very important to me is that we need to let go of our ego yes yeah? oh i'm a graduate i've just yes. graduated i can't work in a local shop yes that kind of attitude yeah you need to get out of your system yeah, yeah. yeah. Because yeah. until you find a job that you know that you really want, why are you just sitting at home? Yes. Yeah. Why are you just playing your playstations? Yeah. Go out there and do something because anything you do, doesn't matter what job. Listen, I respect anyone who works. Yes. I don't care what kind of job it is. Yes. Yeah. If someone's working, you respect them because they're making an honest, honest living. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay. So even if you if someone who works in a local shop, uh, someone's you know doing street cleaning, so what? It's not demeaning. No. Yeah. But in our society, that's uh, it's very sad. We we see we try to categorize, don't we, people? Yeah. 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 We say, oh, into oh. So what? Yeah. And this is working. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and I think some way down the line, 
we have to change the narrative and put some encouragement into like you know whatever you're doing you're working hard yeah, exactly you know so yeah that's right exactly yeah. you know so yeah. i would i would advise young people especially you know recent graduates yeah Yeah. that if you're looking for work or if, you know if you can't find something that you really want to do or that that would you know that would take you to your career path do something else in the meantime yeah and get that experience under your belt yeah no i i i speak to one of my nephews is a, a recent graduate and i say look you know make all your mistakes in your 20s it doesn't matter do yeah. different things you know even have a little side hustle of a business or whatever the the amount of experience you it doesn't matter if you've lost a thousand pound or two thousand pound or whatever it is you know you've got a steady job make mistakes in your 20s because all you will gain from is experience take the chances absolutely take it you know yeah 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 you've got nothing yeah, to right. lose you know yeah, yeah, everything right. to gain Yeah yeah. So uh, we're going to fast forward a little bit because uh, obviously we we've we've we're on a 48 minutes already. <laughs> we wow. can carry on all day. We can carry on all day. But um I so in terms of like our community like I I feel as though and I know you feel exactly the same. Somebody else achieving something within our community just inspires other people to do the same. So like I look at you and I think like how did you achieve your doctorate or how did you achieve your you know freedom to the city i mean things like that is the only thing you will get out of it is inspired you know being inspired by stuff like that so somebody who wanted to achieve, go down them lines what how what kind of advice would you give so what i would say is when you um especially working in uh say community environment yeah now never do anything with the intention that i want something in return yes yes yeah always do things because you want to make a difference yes yeah so i'm a great believer in that yes now while i'm doing something for my community with the intention that i want to make something um i want to do make a positive contribution or i want to make a difference in my community and so on yeah. while i'm doing that whether i like it or not at some point i will get the recognition yes for what i'm doing yes because But don't look don't look don't, for the recognition don't, don't look for it yeah yeah don't do it with this mind oh i want to do this because i want to get this award Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Then you're doing it for the wrong reason. Yeah, it's the same in our business of uh restaurants and stuff like that. I think I I and I tell this to everybody every day that love what you do, be passionate about the business that you are in. Yeah. The money will come automatically. If you are going to open a business thinking that I'm going to make money out of this, that's the last way to think about it. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. you know you've you've got to think that i want to, to have the best product i want to be the best in my area i want to be the best nationally and when you have that sort of mindset yeah the money comes automatically yeah absolutely i mean you know you are there to provide a service yeah and yeah that's you right. want to make sure that you're providing a good level of service of 
with high, high standard that your customers will feel satisfied, pleased. And they, not just they will return, but they'll go and recommend you to other people. Yeah, that's right. So right. It's, a, it's a similar thing to what you're saying is basically to enjoy, find something that you enjoy and be passionate about what you enjoy and everything, be it an accolade or be it money or be it, you know, whatever it is, that's a byproduct. That's, that's, yeah. that's a byproduct and that's a bonus. Yes. Yeah? Yeah. Now, yeah, that's right. do things sincerely. Yeah, that's right. Do yeah. things with sincerity. Yeah, yeah. If I'm going to help you, Jubair, right? If I want, going to, if I'm come, if I'm coming to help you for something, I'm coming to help you because I want to help you. Yeah. Not yeah. because I know if I help Jubair, by right, tomorrow he's going to give me something back. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That is the wrong intention. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, no, okay. the, that's one of the main reasons I wanted to start this podcast is because, like, we look at. Um, the elevated sort of members of our community and the positions that are, they're in and we think it's unachievable and you opening up today like of course it's achievable but you like you said you have to have the right intentions of how you want to do it and where you want to get to isn't it no absolutely the, the other thing is that yes we are all human beings yeah, yeah. we have Every single one of us have our faults. Yeah. Yeah. Now, the biggest enemy within us is jealousy. Yeah. Okay. Now, that's the first thing that we need to challenge within ourselves. Yeah. Is not to get jealous over other people's achievements. Yeah. Okay. Be happy for them. Yeah. yeah? If anything, try to emulate them. Try to be like them. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, but don't yes. envy them. No. Okay. And this is a sad thing in our community. Yeah. 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 We started, we we envy people more than we love them. Yeah. Yeah. So so I I I look at um like recently I've been looking at self development a lot and the most important thing I think for anybody is not to look outside your window. Look at yourself first. You know, absolutely, absolutely. Self, self develop yourself. Self develop your mind to to believe that you can achieve anything. Because once absolutely. you start looking at yourself, then you know, like when we opened a restaurant in Newmarket, two thousand and ten, I didn't look at my competition. I wanted to be the best that I can be. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? And that's what it was all about. And it wasn't about what the next door neighbor was doing or how much he was doing or what, how many customers he's feeding. Yeah, exactly, I want to exactly. provide. And that, that's what it is about yourself as well. Like you have to look at your mind and think that how do I develop myself in becoming the best that I can be? You know? Absolutely, absolutely. And, and I think, you know, I've been very fortunate that um, because I kept my focus very clear, yeah. Yeah, my focus was to do good for my community, yeah. to create opportunities for my community, yeah. um, to bring people together so we can share our achievements, uh, celebrate our achievements as a community. Yeah. yeah. And I, I feel because of, I know deep down, I know I have a very clear conscience. 
Yeah. Yep. I yeah. don't do things to get something to get things in return. Yeah. yeah. I don't do things so I could get a good name. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not after name and fame. Yeah. 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 Now, people who don't know me might think oh, look at Zakir Khan. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's on the news or he's doing this. Yes. That's only because what I'm doing is getting recognized. Yes. Yeah. Not because I'm saying look what I'm doing. Yeah. People want to recognize what I'm doing. Yes. Yes. And and uh, and that is you know, it works in so many positive ways because not only are you an inspiration, but it it, it works within yourself as well. Your self confidence is boosted to do even better than you're doing, isn't it? So absolutely, like, absolutely. Yeah. I think you know. Thank you. I mean, I know you've used the word inspiration a few times with yeah. my name, but I don't think I you know. I my I don't see myself as someone who's inspiring other people. I see myself as someone who's trying to give back. Yeah. to to my community uh, because i owe a lot to my community yeah. Yeah. yeah um i am who i am today because of my community yeah, yeah. you know um now yes i am in a very fortunate position not just put let's put canary wolf group aside yeah? Yeah. yeah but as an individual i feel i am loved respected by my community yeah yeah for what i've done for what i've contributed over the years um you know i i could easily say you know i if i ask for uh or if i recommend a project or an initiative or something to my friends to my colleagues to my community people people do respond very positively because it's coming from me yeah yeah and i think that has to relate to a lot of honesty and integrity that you have you well, know uh, yeah I mean and that that's what I'm saying that's why I feel very fortunate yeah you know that Allah has given me has blessed me with this position where people trust me yeah yeah, yeah. that's right yeah um, so I'm going to I'm going to give you a quick final thought like you know like I said we couldn't cover anything I, I, everything you know and maybe I I'm going to do another podcast with you because I wanted to touch on you know other things that you have done and how how others can get involved and stuff uh, one of the things i think the one on one club the what you've kind of founded and set up like what what what's the what's the real goal of it you know for so the business yeah the one on one club the the main purpose of setting up one on one was uh, it was again out of frustration i uh, you know I can see there are so many different business platforms in our community. Yeah. But unfortunately none of them are are actually delivering what we need. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I want to to create a platform where we can bring together like-minded people, business people, entrepreneurs. Yeah. To come together to share ideas to Uh, create opportunities yeah you know to uh, invest in potential businesses together yeah. right so it was an idea that i was thinking of for many years and i was i wasn't sure how to go about doing it because look the other thing is i didn't realize 
how much people res- would respond to me. Yeah. 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 So when I came out with this idea to set up this platform for business people, the response was overwhelming. Yeah. yeah. People want to be part of this. Yeah. People want to um, make a difference for their community. People want to create opportunities for other people. Yeah. yeah. So we are very fortunate that we've have found a group of people to date who are open-minded. Yeah. Um, they are business-minded. They're entrepreneurs. Yeah. And most importantly, they want to work with one another. Yeah. Yeah. And that's important to me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fantastic. I mean, um, like I said, I think, uh, you know, somebody uh, like, I'm not just talking about the youth because there's a lot of people of our generation that are kind of stuck in a rut and want to do things, but they don't have the access to, like, what would you, your advice be like, you know, just get out there and do things, isn't it? Like, you know, no, like, like go, I and, said, go and open doors for yourself. Like I said, look, it, you probably graduated with, I don't know, um, in, say, out of politics, for example, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Now, just because you are not finding a job in that environment or in that department or, you know, in politics or whatever, that doesn't mean to say that it's stopping you from doing other things. Yeah. You know, yeah. go and do another job. Go yeah. and do another job that will give you the opportunity to meet people, to speak to people. Yeah. Will give you that confidence. Yeah. Yeah. Because while you're doing this other job, you never know what other opportunities you might come across. Yeah. Yeah. That's no, right. So don't limit yourself. Don't limit yourself to saying, no, I've just graduated in politics. All I'm going to do is look for work in politics. Yeah. Then I'm yeah, afraid you, you might be looking for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you, uh, Jackie, by. And thank you for being so open and honest about uh, uh, your life stories. And, you know, a, a, lot, a lot of people look at people like yourself and other people that have done really well in our community. And they don't, they, they don't realize that a lot of us have had humble beginnings. And, yeah. you know, um, you just have to have the right mindset and be self-confident. Absolutely. And try different things. You will find something you enjoy doing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, and once you found that route, then it doesn't become work anymore. Absolutely. I mean? it, yeah. it doesn't become hard anymore because you're enjoying what you're doing. It, yeah. Isn't it? So, so I just want to say a massive thank you just for opening up and being so honest. And I think a lot of people will take something from this and you know, um, sort of like, uh, like uh, I said in my first statement, Jewelby, mm. my first opening statement was don't feel ashamed of embarrassed of who you are or where you come yeah. from. Yeah. Never. Yeah. Yeah. Never. Yeah. 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 Use that's that right. as your yeah. That's absolutely. Absolutely. So thank you again, Jackie. And uh, inshallah, we'll see you soon. And, thank you. Uh, yeah. No, it was amazing to talk to you. And like I said, uh, I think we'll have to do another show about your West Ham and, um, how, you've, how you've got involved in that and stuff like that and it's, you need to do another one on my just on my professional career now yeah yeah absolutely absolutely no this this has been an amazing i wouldn't have known this about you 
if I didn't have this conversation. So it's, yeah. it's, it's, you know, it's given me a little flutter in my stomach to think that I can achieve more, you know. <laughs> well, mashallah, you have achieved quite a yeah, lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well thank then. you, Jackie Bay, again. And uh, hopefully... Um, Speak uh, to you soon. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Love it. Love it.